Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Jack get left one goes up, goes and ducks it down! A two-handed flush in the face of Grant Niehaus! Jeanette into the corner, Gonzalez open, three, got it! Three for three, Manny Gonzalez. Inbound in the basketball, Marie Martin will from the baseline near side. Underneath the Hugotson basket, finds Lauren Linton in the center of that zone. Puts it up in and fouled. And then one opportunity for the sophomore, Lauren Linton. Steal by Mitchett, goes over to Haley Bierman, blocked. Two seconds left, Haley Bierman jacks up a three and swishes it from the top of the key as the buzzer sounds. Oh, here's the drive inside and the throwdown. Tyler Perry to Will McNair, he's got five. Final few seconds of the frame, Walker, three-pointer, got it! Here's a floater that misses by Harris, offensive rebound though, finds Adams, goes up, gets fouled, and the bucket. Mahomes throws right side, top Rice at the five, angling right, touchdown! Kansas City rookie Rushy Rice, his first postseason touchdown. Sounds from the weekend. Good Monday morning, everybody. Ross Folkmer, Christian Peck Dimmitt here with you on a chilly, chilly Monday to say the very least. According to my watch, negative one to begin your day. That's just the temperature, which means wind chill factors and all that means we're down somewhere in the teens, negative something with the coolness and uh, snow falling at least in Goodland, very light. But snow has fallen a little bit again, so there will be some light snow removal today, possibly. But nothing I don't think a, a shovel could probably handle. Very light precipitation today. But uh, glad you're up. Glad you're with us. Happy Martin Luther King Day out there to everyone who doesn't get to work. I'm jelly, but uh, that's all right. You enjoy being inside and be nice and uh, nice and warm. Because I am not. Uh, I'll just tell the truth right now. Christian uh, Christian looked at, got a look at me today, and I'm wearing a stocking hat with a scarf because the heater in the station, I don't know, it must have got turned down. Someone left a door open. I don't know what happened, but something along those lines went down here today or this past weekend, and so the station is a little chilly, so I've got stocking hat on, a scarf, trying to prevent from putting the gloves on, but I don't want to get my hands too cold either. So it's a cold day in the KKCI studios, but that means we should have zero technology issues because technology loves the cold, and so we should have a show of amazingness today. No doubt about that. And Christian Pechdemon, of course, joins us. He's the happiest man again in Thomas County. Man, back-to-back weeks. I don't know how you live this life. Well, it it makes up for the years and years of awful football, but yeah, it it felt good. I will say it is negative one also here in Colby. However, we are expecting, I don't know about you guys, uh, close to two inches, inch inch and three quarters or so. Uh, So still not very much, but just be aware that that might add up here in the next couple hours. So be careful out there. And obviously, 
as always, that wind chill warning is still in effect because it's been in effect for like, it seems like an eternity and it will be until noon tomorrow, which is, cra I've never seen that in my life. Them saying, I think it was Friday morning, hey, wind chill warning is in effect now and it goes through Tuesday at noon. I think that's ridiculous. I've, I've never heard of that. Well, heck, if you just look at the week, there's only one day, I think it's Thursday, that it's expected. Wednesday or Thursday, it's supposed to get above freezing, like 38 degrees, maybe. Um, Thursday, yep. Yeah, that's it. And then the rest of the week is supposed to be in the 20s or the low 30s, so it's not even going to get above freezing for a week. So we are, we're in quite a stretch here of extreme cold temperatures. Once again, be extra safe with yourself, your pets and animals, all that stuff. Is We push through a very cold week. Uh, it's going to be a chilly one, that's for sure. And I'm telling you right now, uh, if the if the studio does not get any warmer than this, there's going to be some changes made in my in my in my direction <laughs> as well. I can tell you that. Not going to be frozen cold if I don't have to be. Uh, but glad you're with us on a Monday morning. So much to get to here on a Monday from a loaded, absolutely loaded weekend of sports. As we are truly back in the full swing of the winter sports season, basketball, wrestling. Of course, NFL playoff football, so much to get to here on a Monday morning. And we try to recap it as best as we possibly can with our weekend winners and losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. You want to be a winner, be a winner. Christian, I don't know where you're going for your weekend winner, unless it has something to do with the shirt you're wearing today. But uh, tell us about uh, your weekend winners, starting with number one. It, it does not have anything to do with the shirt I am wearing. However, uh, I will say last week, many more losers than winners. Uh, didn't like that very much, so I made sure that I have plenty of winners this fine Monday morning. And we will start with the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, as he has been doing all year long, busted up rookie quarterback records. This time it was rookie quarterback postseason records. Nico Collins, as he has seemed to always have as of late, had another huge game. He was shy. I, obviously, everyone talked about how great a year he had, but I think people even somehow undersold that. He was at 1,300 yards in the regular season. That's crazy. Uh, for a guy that was basically unheard of in his first two years. Back-to-back uh, -back picks, pick sixes in the third quarter, kind of put this game on ice as the Texans beat the Browns. And even though the Texans were at home, the Browns were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Obviously, most people saw this game as pretty much a toss-up. But in a the epitome of a rebuild year, Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, seems like youth was just all over this roster and just a ridiculously huge win. However, more than likely, they will have to go into Baltimore this weekend, and we all know how hard that game will be uh, potentially for them. Uh, but hey, there is a chance that they don't, so we'll figure it out. We'll see. But great, great win for the Texans this weekend. How about just the performance of rookies or first-time playoff players? Look at it from this perspective. C.J. Stroud was great. Uh, he was fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Um, how about Jordan Love? First time in a playoff game. Green and uh, The Packers, what they did to the Dallas Cowboys. More on that coming up. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, 
that was impressive to see what they did with Jordan Love. And how about Puka Nakua? Sent the record for the most receiving yards in an NFL playoff game, all in a losing effort, mind you. But uh, as Christian warned us, that secondary for the Lions is trash. Uh, and Puka Nakua did absolutely thrash them. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was very impressive by some of the rookies that we saw in the NFL playoffs. Or maybe not rookies, but first-time players in the NFL playoffs. And I thought they were highly impressive uh, in in that. So, yeah, I... Uh, that, that would be my point added on to that because I was just CJ Stroud was great and the Texans were great. I mean, pick sixes I thought were a huge storyline in the NFL playoffs. Houston had two. Uh, Green Bay had one. I mean, you get a pick six in a game, the chances of you winning it go up exponentially because that's quick points. That's a ton of momentum. I just find that to be a huge blow to the opposing team. If you throw a pick six, and once again, most of the time, and especially in playoff games where they're usually going to be tight, that just wasn't the case this year. I mean, the picks, the teams that had pick sixes this weekend won handily, very handily. I will, I will add on to that that I think pick sixes, you know, are such great plays for you, mostly in the playoffs, but you know, kind of down the stretch of the season because. They usually, not always, this is an overgeneralization, of course, but they usually come from a team that's kind of desperately trying to get back into a game like the Cowboys were, like the uh, like the Browns were. Well, you have to throw the ball when you're down. Exactly. And, that's and two things bad, two things bad happen. Yeah. Both Flacco and Dak were kind of forcing balls in where they shouldn't because they felt like they had to. And it feels like, in in my mind at least, I'm sure you agree, that both of these pick sixes weren't just like, oh man, what a great play, what a big play at this point of the game. They were backbreakers. Oh yeah, backbreakers for sure, absolutely. Uh, looking back at the NFL wildcard weekend that was, we're only really two-thirds of the way through it because Buffalo had to postpone 24 hours because they didn't want to play in three feet of snow. Well, yeah, it's still going to be pretty nuts if even it's seen Highmark Stadium. I think that's what it is. Anyway, it used to be Highmark Stadium. Uh, there's still a lot of snow to be removed today. And if you want to fly up there for 20 bucks an hour, you can help shovel snow out of the Buffalo Stadium if you'd like. Um, but uh, So, once again, Houston beat Cleveland 45-14. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, which we'll get to a little bit later on, they beat Miami 26-7 in a game so cold that it was breaking helmets. I think that was probably the storyline that captured the most. Uh, Green Bay wallop Dallas. It was 48-32, but it was 48-16 at one point in time in the game. Dallas made a couple late touchdowns to make it look better than it did. And then the Sunday night game was a classic. The Rams held on to, or sorry, the Lions held on to top the Rams 24-23. I'm sure Christian got a couple gray hairs during that game, but nonetheless, Lions are victorious. First time in 65 years, no, first time in 65 years they've had a home playoff win. Is that right? Yes, and first time in 32 years yeah. that they've won a it's playoff. Just the second game. playoff win in 65 years, though. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Uh, and today, of course, you'll have Pittsburgh at Buffalo. That's a two. That's a 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain Time kickoff. You can watch on CBS with Romo and Nance. Glad they'll be, they'll be having fun up in the snow. And then Philadelphia at Tampa Bay tonight for Monday Night Football, playoff edition, wild card edition. Uh, we'll see if the Eagles can put an end to this horrific <laughs> what five of the last six losses against Baker Mayfield's Tampa Bay team? That'll be the most uh, most uh, summer looking game maybe <laughs> of today. Talk about two polar opposites: Buffalo, New York, Tampa Bay, Florida. Gonna be some different looking games, that's for sure. But that's on your docket today. 
for the NFL. Continuing on weekend, winners and losers. I've got quite a few winners and quite a few losers this weekend, so I'll try to be as efficient as I possibly can. I'm going to give my first shout-out to Northwest Tech Men's Basketball. They picked up a win at Independence on Saturday on a last-second shot. Charles Fofana buried a three with two seconds left. That gave the Mavericks an 83-82 win over Independence on the road. So first of all, you have a super long road trip to Independence. You know, eight-plus hours to get there. And to go there, and even though Independence is probably the least record-wise, the worst team at this point in time in the Jayhawk standings, it's still hard to win. And to go on the road and win in this conference is a very, very difficult thing to do. We have seen that night in and night out. Well, to go there and get it done on a last-second three is certainly pretty darn cool. Keyshawn Miller, who didn't play much in the game against Colby, bounced back, had 20-plus points. Charles Fofana had another 20-point performance. Those two guys powered the Mavericks to their back-to-back to back to back wins for the first time this year in Jayhawk Conference games. And now they have put themselves way out of the bottom of the KJCCC standings, which is where you want to be. You don't want to be in that last spot. That's where teams that don't get to go to the postseason sit. Now they've vaulted themselves into that fourth-to-last spot. They have Pratt coming to town here on Wednesday. There's an opportunity for them to possibly get a game there. You never know. And then all of a sudden you're sitting in fifth-to-last, and you really put yourself in. Maybe in, now you're starting to position yourself for better seating uh, when it comes to the postseason tournament. So my first one of the weekend, Northwest Tech men's basketball. I do want to highlight real quickly, uh, every other JUCO team did lose this weekend. Uh, Northwest Tech women lost their 11th straight game at Independence, 79-62. Uh, Colby Community College women lost at Seward, 67-60. Sophia Lopez had 31 points, a career-high 31 points. It was still not enough. And then the Trojan men had a great first half, fell apart in the second. They lost 73-61. They've lost their sixth straight game as Colby Community College men. So an update from the JUCO side. On to your next winner of the weekend, Christian, who you got? Actually, I have, uh, it was an interesting weekend for me as a sports fan. I have Wisconsin sports fans, and believe it or not, I was cheering on Green Bay in this game uh, against Dallas, and that is very rare for me, as I'm sure uh, you could guess, cheering for the pack, but they dismantled Dallas. Green Bay plus seven and a half was was chilling, uh, and I'm <laughs> just throwing that out there. That dollar uh, bet, not, that dollar <laughs> bet, baby. Now we've got a we've got a, a parlay on all the the picks. One pick from each game this weekend on you know who would win or against the spread, and uh, we are currently four of four. Uh, but as Ross knows, I make you know dollar and two dollar bets. Very very lame looking betting account for Christian, but it's doing well right now. Uh, but Wisconsin sports fans, uh, not only because Green Bay dismantles Dallas down in Arlington, huge, huge win, cannot overstate what they have done as a rebuilding team, and Jordan Love has been great and somehow has flown under the radar as a quarterback in Green Bay to fly under the radar. That's hard to do. But then also Dame time in overtime last night, Damian Lillard game-winning triple as the buzzer sounds to grab the win over a very good Sacramento team. Like I said, in overtime, the Bucks needed a win very badly. They've been on the relative scale of a team as good as the Bucks, kind of struggling. And so two big wins. I'm sure Wisconsin is feeling good despite uh, the snow. They got a ton of snow this weekend. And as usual, lots of cold up there as well. 
uh, yeah, the Green Bay Packers are the youngest NFL playoff roster since the 1970s. I think it was 1976. They're the youngest, and they become the first team to uh, first ever seven seed to win a postseason NFL playoff game. That's an amazing feat. What a job by Coach Lafleur! What he's done with that Packers roster, and I just give so much credit to to to, to, the, to Green Bay because. They just seem to kind of know when, and I'm talking about the Packers, they just kind of seem to know when to move on. You know, we're done with Brett Favre, let's go to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he may not be perfect, but he looks good. Okay, now we're done with Rodgers, let's move on to Jordan Love. And they do, they've do. they done such a good job, I feel like, of developing players. What did I say? Say something stupid? What did I Roger, say? Rodgers left. They, he well, didn't, that was not mutual by any means. Anyway... They they find a way to not it feel it feels like not really skip a beat in the quarterback room, whereas oh, other franchises have just no luck. I mean, the Broncos have zero luck. I mean, they can't figure anything out. And there's tons of other franchises that can't either. But the Packers have just gotten it right for so long. They they they're they're draft people, they're analysts, whatever you want to call it. They just they've got things figured out. I give him a ton of credit for that. Um, that was an impressive. Mean, Green Bay was so good. And give credit to that offensive line and Aaron Jones. He owns the Cowboys. He ran all over them. They had no way of stopping Aaron Jones uh, yesterday for the Packers. But yeah, I I was highly impressed once again with Green Bay and how good they looked. I thought that would be a closer game. I thought the Cowboys would would get. Oh, I thought they'd win a game in the postseason. But once again, more on this coming up later on in the program. Uh, my second winner of the weekend, I'm going to stick with a spot that Christian knows pretty well. And I think I've done this for either back-to-back weeks or alternating weeks, but Hey, I'm just going to do it because they are winners. Uh, and that's Colby high school sports. Another great weekend for them. Boys and girls basketballs picks up wins over Ulysses boys. Wrestling goes not to the Gothenburg invite because it got canceled, um, due to the winter weather that went through Nebraska this past week. And then they went down to Scott city, won their invitational instead to the boys wrestling team. And then the girls' wrestling team took second at the Hayes Prairie Invite. So you got a lot of hardware being brought home once again to Colby High School here in the winter sports season on the wrestling side and basketball continuing to shine with wins over Ulysses. And I know you can expand on the games in basketball here in just a little bit, but I want to highlight a couple things on the wrestling side of things. Colby boys winning that Scott City Wrestling Classic had nine individuals place Five champions, Ryder Dempenwolf at 113, Cade McCarty at 120, Tucker Work at 132, Dawson DeGood at 157, and Kai Lanning at 165. And then on the girls' side, you had Colby had six placers, three champions, Amanda Yeager at 130, Morgan Hills at 135, and Alana Fabricius at 170. I do want to quickly highlight some other wrestling from this weekend. Um, you had at back at the on the girls' side, Col- Goodland had a solid showing, I thought, at the at the Hayes Girls Prairie Classic, they had four placers, but no champions. Uh, Ariel Rickard took third at 105. Lola Burke, fourth at 110. Danica Doddle, third at 130. And then Destiny Gonzalez took second at 140. Hoxie had two placers to place 12th in the final standings there. Um, at the Colby Boy, or sorry, at the uh, Scott City Wrestling Classic, you had St. Francis and Oakley. They both finished in the top 10 of the team standings. Um, St. Fran- Francis had four placers. Oakley had two placers. Carter Cryer placed first at 126 pounds. Rollins County placed 12th, and Goodland placed 17th in the final standings of that Scott City Wrestling Classic. 
And then the Scottsdale Wrestling Classic had a girls' side to it as well. St. Francis finished runners-up. All eight ladies placed. Eden Britton won at 110 pounds. Oakley came in fifth. All five girls placed, including Kylie Hodges, Addie Gale Jackson, and Tavia Kane, all took first at their respective weight classes. And then Rollins County came in sixth. Five placers led by Jay Dottie's first place finish at 140 pounds. So a very solid weekend for area wrestling, I would say, overall. Your thoughts on the basketball side of things from Colby and Ulysses? I know the boys' game was tight. They pulled it out at the end, and the girls' game was a convincing victory. I will say, first off, you're absolutely right. Colby wrestling has been cruising. As as you just heard, Ross, the number of names he had to list as as winners or first-place finishes uh, was ridiculous. But, yeah, very tight game on the boys' side, so we'll leave that for a second here. Uh, We'll start on the girls' side. It was kind of uh, no disrespect to Ulysses. They are far improved from what they were last year, and they actually looked good down stretches of this ball game, but it was more or less uh, the expected result, which was a big win for the Lady Eagles uh, to get back in the win column after, of course, that loss down in Hoxie last Tuesday, which, as you've heard us mention a couple times, was the last time they played before Friday. 66-36 was the final, and it, it really was tough sledding for Ulysses. They turned the ball over a ton. There were a ton of steals, a ridiculous number of forced turnovers by Colby. I don't have the final numbers right now on the steals. It is entirely possible that Elizabeth Barton had double-digit steals, which is crazy. We all know how great she is jumping the passing lane, and the the varsity girls got to kind of play three quarters or so and uh, just about a full quarter, uh, actually a little bit more uh, than less of a full quarter for JV uh, to come in and play during a varsity game, which I'm sure was nice for them, get some experience, and multiple JV players scored, which was cool. Uh, 15 for Elizabeth Barton, like I said, probably had a double-double in steals. Shaylee Holzmeister, 15 points, and she was the other one. Those long arms put to good use. She gets in a ton of passing lanes as well. 11 for Logan Nolan, which I thought was huge because... Uh, She has been kind of having trouble. We know how great of a shooter she can be. As a sophomore, she shot north of 40% from behind the long line, has struggled a little bit to to score the basketball from outside so far this year. Obviously, she has impacts on other parts of the floor, but hit a couple of triples, which is nice because she hasn't caught as much nylon as her first two years so far, so maybe that'll get her going. Uh, But a big win for the Colby Lady Eagles, and the boys just keep on rolling, even though it took a little bit of sweating out to do so. Uh, It looked like it 57-54, close win, but they do win. And it looked for a little bit like they kind of had this one in hand in a wild run late by the Tigers, tied this thing up, and then it was back and forth for the last two minutes or so. And... Just about all of Colby was waiting on bated breath as Colby and Braden Foss and a couple other guys made just enough free throws to give Colby the win, but not enough to slam the door at any point. It kept being like, all right, he made one to make it three points, and then he misses one to keep it at one possession, and then they'd come down and make a three or something. And uh, yeah, very, very uh, heart racing type of game. 
and they I will say they glassed a couple of threes, Ulysses. It was not Sunday, so the bank was open. It worked for them, uh, but got them back into this one. Jordan Jones, as usual, was great, 21 points. He This kid is a lightning bolt in the open court. It seems like when they get the ball to him on runouts, he's just a blur to the rim, works very well in the open court. 17 for Guy Tubbs, another double-double for him. Two blocks, two steals, and then 11 boards. And uh, those two, as usual, leading them. This has been, I think, the third straight game that they both scored 15-plus. Yeah, I'd say overall a pretty good weekend for Colby High School Colby High School Athletics as more. We will get into more high school basketball scores and thoughts in the leftovers coming up at the end of the program. I do want to quickly get to one more winner of the weekend. Do you have another winner of the weekend real quickly? Uh, real quickly, actually, that's perfect. Uh, I have Ohio State fans, and you know I don't like doing this, but they deserve to be winners this weekend. Not only the big news, Travion Henderson, their all-world running back, is coming back. With Quinshawn Junkins, by the way, the transfer from Ole Miss. What a one-two punch that'll be in the backfield. It's going to be crazy. Their run game is something uh, that has been kind of maybe a little inconsistent for them as of late, and that will help a ton. It's a little bit of older news, but Omeka Obuka, uh, another all-world receiver, and OSU pumps those out, is back for another year. But the big news really is that J.J. is gone, J.J. McCarthy going to the draft, and Washington lost half of their program seemingly overnight. Mm. Uh, It won't be... Easy by any means in an expanded Big Ten, but the path to a conference chip for the Bucks looks pretty wide open right now. Speaking of coaching stuff in the college football ranks, I didn't think about this, but another big winner of the weekend, this is not my winner, but another big weekend is Kansas football because Washington went answer after Lance Leipold, and Lance Leipold said thank you but no thanks and decided to stick at Kansas. That's a huge win for Kansas football uh, to have him turn down Washington. That was humongous. Washington, of course, loses Kalen DeBoer to Alabama, which was, I don't know, for somewhat, I guess, a surprise but initially, but when I look back at it, been a great hire for Alabama and Greg Byrne, their athletic director. Um, he's won everywhere he's gone. And, and you know, and then to, to see Washington, I think they're going to get Jed Fish out of Arizona is what it's looking like that. So, in Arizona have a head coaching job. So, the coaching carousel continues to spin around. But to have Lance Leipold say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to stick around and win at Kansas, big win for Kansas football. My final quick winner of the weekend is Kansas State women's basketball. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but they beat 10th-ranked Texas at home on Saturday, 61-68, a great game. You heard the final, you heard the halftime buzzer beater call there on the intro. Uh, but they ended an eight-game losing streak to Texas with that win on Saturday. They have now won two of their last three games over AP top 10 teams. And with them being ranked at, like, number 12, you know what that means? They're more than likely going to be a top 10 team this week in the rankings. So, K-State women's basketball, folks. Uh, probably a top 10 team in the nation uh, playing absolutely fantastic is uh, Jeff Mitty's Lady Wildcats. All right, there you go. Our weekend winners. Let's get to a break. When we return, we'll get to the losers of the weekend. Uh, and I've got a couple of big ones there. I'm sure Christian does as well. We'll get to that next. You're on a Monday edition of the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us.